So tube amps, dude. Tube amps. And tube, I'm not sure, like, yeah, tube amps. Like, I'm a massive fan of tube amps. I guess that just to sort of, like, it depends on the music for me. Like, mm. if I'm just, yeah. We should record kind of, it. We should do it. Let's do it. Fire what it do you, up. What do, like, record what? The, the podcast. podcast. It's recorded. Oh, my God. Is it? Oh, that's why it froze. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny, dude. I thought we were still in the preamble. No, oh, dude. We, well, we, welcome to the SBL podcast. We're, di- we're diving straight in. Oh, we're, we're diving, diving in. straight in. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Cool. Because you started to go, and I'm like, dude, we should be recording this. Yeah. Well, I, I'm on. We I'm are. on. I'm on fire. But so for me, so check this yeah, out. Like yeah, every please. day, sort of like when I'm like, it dip, like, because I guess sort of like, you know, people listening to this will be like, well, like, well, first of all, what's the difference between a tube amp and a non-tube amp? And am I really going to be able to tell the difference? And like, and all of all of that, you know, like, mm. so what's the difference? Because there's difference in sound, there's difference in price, and holy shit balls, there's difference in weight. So before oh God, we get yes. into sort of like, because I do want to talk about Ampeg's new pedal, because it's wildly interesting. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Fender sent you an amp. Mm-hmm. Leo, yeah. Mr. Mr. Fender sent you, sent you a tube amp. <laughs> Adam Clayton yeah. signature that sounds absolutely yeah. badass, by the way. We've also got some pedals, like the bass rig stuff from Origin. Oh, we I should know. mention those as well. Because yes. I'm look, really looking forward to somebody doing an AB between those and the SGT <sighs> D- DI. Oh, that's the Ampeg cool. pedal. Yeah, that's going to be cool. But before we get into any of that, right, the three things, like what what's the difference in sound? What's the difference in price? What's the difference in weight? So first up, what's the difference in sound? Tube Mm. versus non-tube. Well, and we also have to differentiate because we're we're kind of bleeding categories together here because there's two preamps, right? Like you mentioned the SVT tube preamp. Another great one that I love is the Noble tube preamp. It's a DI, like that new, you know, but we also mentioned, oh, then there's this all tube combo amp that Fender made. There's a tube preamp and tube power amp. Exactly. So when somebody says all tube, yes, they are, they, they mean like tube power amp and tube preamp is that correct yes okay. where you know you've got <laughs> tubes yeah you got it you've got <laughs> tubes in the preamp that maybe you can distort maybe you can get a little bit of saturation out of yeah. or a lot of saturation depending on how it's voiced and then a tube amp if someone says all tube amp well then that means the power section the wattage too is generated by these giant glass vacuum power tubes and they are a different beast so it, so if we just take a look at the amplifier itself, like the, the two pre, the two power amp, whether it's a combo or whether it's a big head like an SVT, the classic SVT that you plug into an 810 or some kind of cabinet. Let's talk first about the all tube head or all amplifier. Tube. Yeah. All tube. Heavy power amp as the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy. Oh, yeah. Because all tube amps, they have to, these big transformers, the glass tubes. There's something about the design of an all tube amp that just is weighty. Yeah. And and, and with the sound as well, like it sounds like what for me, anyway, I'm not sure whether it's some sort of like placebo, but it just sort of like. It's different. Yeah. It's it's like, it's thick, isn't it? It's got this sort of like thickness to it um kind of soupy syrupy kind of vibe to it the yeah. for me the, uh, the 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 attack is different it's it kind of different. slower than, mm-hmm. than a than a transformer amp you know it kind mm-hmm. of just sort of like just you know like mark bass they they are really fast on the attack when like the non-tube sure. preamp ones they're just sort of like regular mark bass ones that yeah. i've got I think that, yeah, I've got like one sitting down there. Um, they're really fat. As soon as you hit that string, pow! You hear uh, it. Yeah. Instant yep. note. Whereas with tubes, yes. it just seems like it's slightly squishier. Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, for me, there is this big difference in the note shape. Uh, so there is a thing that I have not been able to describe very well. 
it's hard when people do demos of them online. Like I could, yeah, you know, I could yeah, put mics in sure. front of a solid state amp, you know, in cab and then a tube amp. And it's hard to get the feeling because it's almost the way the air moves when you're sort yes. of near the rig. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that tube amps can still sound fast. Like the transient can be fast, but the note sort of blooms and has more of like a, a depth in its attack and decay. Yeah. 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 Then a solid state amp. Like I was just yes. comparing, like I have a little trick fish rig that Ryan sent out, which is so cool. I think you have one too. Um, yes. The, well, the little ones, the yeah. bullhead. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. little 112 and a bullhead. Um, you know, it's a 500 watt amp. Okay. So you set that next to the 50 watt, uh, all tube Adam Clayton AC 50 by Fender. Yes. Right. And, what I notice is there's higher headroom. You can play cleaner and louder with the tw trick fish rig, but yeah. there's something about the, at a low to medium volume, the sound of the notes through the all tube amp is just like more delicious. You're like, Ooh, yeah. like it just sort of sounds better to me at like lower volumes. Yeah, yeah, And then you can plug into the solid state rig and turn it up and it, you know, oh, it, it's going to get louder. It's going to um, retain its composure. It's not going to distort very easily. Right. Uh -huh. Whereas the all tube amp, as you turn it up, it starts to sag that thing of, you know, like you describe of like the attack is sort of saggy. It maybe even starts to distort. Yeah, but it starts to, to me, distort a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, where a tube bass amp actually really shines is clean. Like clean and low to medium volume. Ooh. Mm. There's something about the way it projects the note. Um, it feels just almost like it just sounds more quality or something. <laughs> like, like, or more 3D or something. It's 3D, that's in, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard 3D. Because it's hard to describe sound that way, but then you plug, you know, A, B it, you plug into the solid state thing and it's like, oh, it's sort of flat and sort of sterile sounding and not in a, I mean, that sounds so um, demeaning, flat and sterile sounding. I mean, the thing that's amazing about a solid state amp is you can turn it up and it will compete yeah. with the drummer. And now it, you know, and it sounds big and you turn it up and it retains composure. Whereas that, you know, the Fender AC50 will get murdered by a drum. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, won't yeah. be able to cleanly keep up. It'll just start to turn into mush and saggy distorted mush. Yeah. Um so it depends on it depends on what you want. How uh if we're just talking about sound, my I love the sound of an all tube amp at low volumes, but I prefer a solid state or a hybrid amp like a tube preamp maybe and then a solid state or digital power amp if i'm playing something on a big stage a high volume gig because then you can actually cut through and it's not yeah, yeah. because it's you're yeah not, you're not struggling i had for a long time i fender made an amp a baseman 100 it was a 100 watt yeah dude yeah head yeah those sound so good but there's just yeah. a point where you got it up to a certain level and now it's just over. It hits a ceiling. There's a threshold where it's not giving you any more volume or headroom. It's just sort of stuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to pop out over the mix, no. If you want to turn on the octave pedal, ooh, now it's just saggier. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like it can't do it. Um, yeah. at a, at a high volume. That's why I think an SVT, a 300 watt tube amp is, um, you know, became so popular because they could do both. They could yeah, get loud. Because they're super loud, <laughs> but yeah. also they've got that delicious yes. tubey thickness, but God damn, they are heavy. Like they how are heavy? heavy are they a hundred pounds or heavy? No, maybe? but they're, but they're 80. I actually have 80 one right pounds. back here on the floor. They're 80 pounds. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're about 80 between 80 and 90 pounds, I think, but it is a heavy 80 pounds. You sort of think, Oh, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can pick up my, you know, I can pick up my 80 pound dog or, you know, or whatever. Like, you know, you kind of have a reference of like, Oh, but man, you get that compact thing and you're like, Oh, and then you have to lift it on top of the 810. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, well, I had like George, <laughs> my dog, when he was still alive, he was 20. I think okay. like, I, just imagine like, like four Georges. That's that's heavy, dude. 
that's really that's, heavy. That's a lot of George, man. It's a yeah. lot of George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, can we can we speak to this to this weird difference? I, I would love to actually just address this thing around wattage, where people see like, oh, there's yes. a 500 watt solid state amp and a a 50 watt tube amp, but yet they're kind of like seems like they're the same volume. Yeah. Do you have Do you know what that is? Oh shoot, we froze. You froze. There we go. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you disappeared there for a while. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, you did too. Sorry. Uh, I was just asking about, um, can we speak to that wattage difference, that weird yeah. thing around, you know, there's a 500-watt solid-state amp and there's a, a 50 or 100-watt tube amp, but the tube amp is like, seems to be like louder in yeah. some instances, or what's that about? Do you know anything about that? I have no idea, but I know it exists. <laughs> yeah, so I do. Basically, there's some sort of like technical jargon, and I'm sure somebody will know exactly why. Um, unfortunately, we don't. But what we do know is that if the reality is that you can have like a, a 50 watt base, like tube watts are different to transistor watts. They're different. Mm. So you can't compare. They're just different, um, yeah, different volumes. So you can have like a 50 or like a 100 watt um all tube base amp is gonna be yeah pretty beefy like mm. you were saying like what's the svt 300 watts right 300 and yeah. it's like the loudest thing yes, on the earth. yes. like right, nothing right. Not, not even a tyr- tyrannosaurus rex was as loud <laughs> as a 300 <laughs> watt yeah. all, um, tube all tube svt yeah. whereas right. like you know transistor amps are generally like about 500 watts yeah or even up to a thousand maybe yeah, even 800 th- yeah i think that yeah. there's one of these trick fishes I've got the big ball. Yeah, it's a thousand watts. Now, if yeah, you had a yep. thousand watt t- old tube amp, you could it basically it's a weapon it's, <laughs> it's, of mass destruction. It's a weapon yes. of mass destruction. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so they are different, and it's complicated because what happens is when you're looking online and you're looking at a tube amp and you see that it's a hundred watts, you're like, oh. What does that even mean? Does it mean I can gig with it? And honestly, I'm actually a little like out of the loop, underschooled in terms of what is a gigable wattage of all tube amp. Like, do you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, you I do. know for me, I've had a bunch of experience with this because I've had all the wattages. Um, <laughs> that, the, uh, that AC50 that I just got from Fender, they sent yeah. over. It's only gigable in low volume situations. I would not take that on. Um, is it a, a 50, gig is it 50 even, watt? Yeah. It's 50 watts and it's a combo. It's a 115. So to me, it's sort of like Fender's attempt at um, doing uh, a B15. Yeah. And a B15, you know, a lot of you may know is like the, the Ampeg uh, flip top where, you know, the head went into the cabinet. You could yeah, flip man. it around, put it on top. It's a studio staple. But I remember getting one of those. I have a B15 and it was. You know, I don't know, 60 or maybe 65 watts or something. I think that's right. And thinking like, oh, this is cool. It's a kind of a big cabinet. I have one from the 70s. I'm like, I'm going to gig this. And I took it out. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. You know, you play it at home and you're like, oh, this sounds so cool and warm. And you get it out and you turn it up and, you know, you kind of turn it up to three and the drummer starts to play, and you're like, oh, damn, I need to turn it up to four five. Past and five, nothing, it's nothing. just distortion. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just flab. and not really pleasing distortion either unless you're slamming with a pick or something struggling it's like oh it's farting (laughs) yeah 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 so what is for me is the perfect wattage of the what's the bare minimum tube all tube wattage if you're going to gig with it like it depends on the gig Uh, let's say you're playing in an event band where you're playing with a drummer medium to loud volume you playing drummer who's playing backbeat music in a club you know rock band i don't know right um, I think the minimum is 200 and there aren't a lot of 200 watt all tube amps out there. Actually. Um, yeah. I think there are a few Sadowski made one for a minute that I have, I have one of those, a SA 200. That's a very gigable amp. Aguilar made one years ago that I think was 200 Watts. It's kind of an odd, 
uh, request, but I yeah. think even maybe like, um, Varelin, th- there are companies out there divided by 13 that make these kind of like, they're more than a hundred, but they're not SVT level. 300 seems to sort of be where it's capped. I'm sure yeah, there are yeah. other things, other all two amps out there that go above that, that are 400. I mean, there was the Mesa 400 plus. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, that dude. Black, yeah. The Mesa yeah, 400 dude, plus. I those were. Through, I played through a bunch of those those are cool that's a vibe and a, a flavor ashdown ashdown have oh, got yeah, the ashdown, ctm yeah. 300 i think that that's obviously a 300 watt yeah yep. i can't find any like 200 watt bass heads. yeah and it, it's a it's a weird market because it seems like if you've got anything that's a hundred or lower that's almost relegated to like you're doing a sit down gig. Yeah. It's or like jazz brunch yeah. or yeah. exactly or studio. Yeah. And that's really where what I think like, you know, a B15 or that new Fender amp, the AC50 really shines in the studio. Yeah. That said, I did just take it on a live gig, but it was a sit down. It was no drums. Right, it was singer songwriter. Okay. Right. Different and I was vibe. playing. Yeah. I was kind of playing like that baritone thing that I do um, on a hollow body bass. And it was awesome for that i mean it just sounded was it really nice yeah oh i thought so it was just big and plush and lovely but it was quiet yeah. um and and that's cool so yeah i i think if you want to dabble in that all tube deal it needs to live in the 200 plus neck of the woods yeah dude blast blast from the past can you remember the agula db 750 of course god that thing is a legend that is a yeah. monster amp, isn't and it? And that's a hybrid, right? That's like a, a hybrid um, tube preamp. Wow. Yep, it's a tube preamp and solid-state power section. But their solid-state power section is different. A lot of manufacturers will quote wattage based on a tone at 1K. Like, yeah. beep. Like, that sound. They'll say, ooh, we got that. We got 1,000 watts out of that. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But interesting. Aguilar. Yeah. Aguilar does things a little differently. I'm, I'm, I'm on it now. Yeah. Yeah. Or the 751. Now they make the DB751. I think they say what? It's, it's, uh, 900 watts at two ohms or 975 watts at two Damn. ohms. Yeah. That yeah. means, and that's full bandwidth. So check this out, dude. It means that from 20 hertz to 20k full bandwidth sweep it will do 900 watts or 975 versus you know the the out you know the the bugar bugera or you know almost anyone else actually that quotes wattage quotes it uh at a tone we got a okay squeeze a thousand yeah 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 versus a bass signal something at are you kidding me 40 hertz like the e-string 900 watts wow so yeah so really like they have been very truthful in their wattage they could say they could say 5,000 watts i don't know yeah, if they could but yeah. right they could make that number bigger um if they tested differently yeah, like I love that. I love that. I haven't actually played the the uh, the new one, the seven five one DB seven five one, but I have played the DB seven fifty, and it yep. was a dream. It They're was amazing. awesome. Yeah, I owned a seven fifty, the DB, the original DB seven fifty with the cool. Oh, really? And, yep. And I ended up selling it because I thought it was forty two pounds or something, and I think I remember thinking like. This is going to be half the weight of an SVT. It's going to give me more headroom live. It's going to be amazing. And yeah. for whatever reason, dude, it was the heaviest 42 pounds that I, I was like, is this more than the SVT? Like, I just remember being like, Jesus, am I just old and frail? I think that was probably the issue. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. what I found, dude, that amp is endlessly powerful. And you yeah. can, it, and yeah. it's almost dangerously powerful. Like it, it will produce so much headroom and so much wattage that it can just blow up your speakers. Like it can, it can take you out. It can take cabinets out. It's massive. And yeah. It's massive. And what, and then what I found too is that it was a little darker. Like in the top end, it has so much like bottom and stout mid range that it didn't yeah. sound as like airy and I wanted to sound, I kept wanting to like pop my ears. 
when I was listening to it, it, I was like, like, I want it to, I want there to just be more openness in the top and it drove me away from it. But what I have heard from the crew at Aguilar is that the 751 addressed that and it's more, it's far more open sounding in the top still heavy <laughs> that's interesting i always i always remember like willis like gary willis used to have like a 750 and three yeah. three uh one by 12s oh sure so, yep yeah so he had it dry like he had it cool. at two ohms yeah it was like oh, wow. he had all the watts yeah all the watts oh, man so when, when you say so tubes cool. then like most yeah. people will go for a like just for kind of like usability and ease of use and stuff like that, most people will end up with a probably something with a tube preamp rather than a fully tube amp, right? Like most people, unless they're yeah. going to get like an SVT, because not that many people have got like an SVT. You know, they're yeah. just they're ginormous. Yeah, and they're and they and they're also really expensive to retube. And there's so many tubes in there, and the old yeah. ones have these weird tubes, twelve DW sevens, and oh my yeah, god! I yeah, mean, it's yeah. I have an old one from the seventies, and I toured it once, and it was problematic. There was a time where it, you know, like it wouldn't. It was like it had this knock in it, and it was a tube, yeah. and and I I will say too that. Um, the Sadowski SA200 that I have, I gigged that for a while. I, have you I still got I've, it? I do have it. Yeah. Oh, Scott, wow. it's a unicorn, man. It's a freaking, it's a grail amp. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's so, so cool. It sounds so good. It they looks are ginormous so good. as well, aren't they? Yeah. And, Is it heavy as the sun or not? It's not. It's, it's, I would say it's probably. High thirties. Oh, so it's okay. So is it is it all tube or not? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two hundred. You can put two hundred watts. Wow. And I gigged that thing a bunch. But here, dude, here's what happened. I was on a gig with that. This happened two times. Oh, I was no. on a gig. I was I was changing the tubes in it because oh oh you could put you can put EL thirty fours in it six L sixes you can put sixty five fifties in it you can yeah. change the power tubes and it completely changes the way the amp responds. How yeah. fun! Well, it's a nerd's <laughs> fucking dream, dude. <laughs> and so I'm doing that right, and I've changed the tubes. And I've spent all this money on on sed winged seas scott oh a delicious 6l6 tube and oh they were expensive and they're in there and they look so good and i'm playing my girl on the wedding gig it's oh yeah outdoors. yeah and i'm going zoom doom doom zoom doom doom and i hear and my bass goes <laughs> and i'm playing nothing oh nothing. god and i looked and one of the tubes just burned out Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks. So now you take it in. Oh, the guy looks at it. Well, these might have been biased a little hot. Let's try, let's try to switch the tube platform and run them on these. And so we're back to EL34 as I go out on another gig. It's fine for a few weeks, but oh, a month goes by and I'm out on that gig, dude. And I'm going, don't stop. (laughs) and what i realized is that no one gives a fuck about your esoteric cool sounding (laughs) tube your el34s they're like get them el34s lube them up push them up your ass (laughs) exactly take that huge hunk (laughs) that huge beautiful silver rectangle and shove it all the way up your ass, dude. <laughs> because really, all anybody wants is for the fucking bass to work. Yeah, yeah. And they are notoriously more sensitive than a regular non-tube bass amp. Especially Correct. the ones with all, with all yes. tube power amps, yeah. Why is it why had, is it the all tube the all tube power amps are definitely more sensitive than like let's yeah, say the just tube preamps. Right. Because the because they're generating the wattage, they get and hot they're those bigger tubes. as well. They're yeah. just like bigger too. You're like freaking light bulbs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they get hot and you know, you can change them so that they bias that they run a little hotter so that the sound is oh God. And then they burn out easier. Dude, I have had 
I had the big Fender made one too, Scott. Do you remember the Super Baseman? I think they still yes. make it. Yeah. It's 300 yeah. watts. It's their SVT. Yeah, it's about That ass. did this diagnostic where it would like flash these lights in the back and then oh, wow. it would come up green. All the lights would green and hey, <laughs> ready and to go. <laughs> sometimes, dude, you'd fire it up in that diagnostic and everything would come back red. And wow. you're like, oh, and then your bass is like, you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, well, I'll turn it off and I'll turn it back on. And then they all come back green for a tune. And then a couple <laughs> of those lights go orange. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, it's, yeah. too, it's too much fucking drama. If anybody can't tell, Ian has been on a real adventure over the years, <laughs> through the years. He has spoke about this to, to me before, but yeah, you've you've been on a you went on a trip, uh, didn't you, with the, with the tube amps? Yeah, yeah. And, and and just if anybody can't see his face, he looks weathered. He looks weathered. <laughs> like after this conversation about tube amps, specifically all tube amps, uh, Ian's looking a little weathered. So maybe if you want to, you know, go into the world of tube amps. You know, ease yourself in tentatively. Ease yeah. yourself in tentatively. Maybe go with a an, a, pre, a tube preamp first. Which, there you go. You know, like a, a a regular base head with a tube preamp. What are the options, Ian? Tube preamp. You've got the Noble. Oh, okay. So are we just talking what else now? We got? Are you just talking about like a tube preamp DI that maybe lives on a pedal board? No, actually, I was thinking about heads first, and I actually a just hybrid, thought about your a hybrid I, head. Yeah, I just thought about your beautiful noble head. Yes. Um, okay. So that's a hybrid, and and it's what incredible. else is there? There's um, the Ampeg so I, heads. Ampeg, oh yeah, head, man. Like they I do. Mean, yeah. Ampeg, and I would say too, even the all solid state Ampeg stuff is sick. I played an AG seven hundred recently that was amazing. That's all solid state. But if we're thinking about hybrid heads. Okay, yes, the DB751 by Ampeg. If Jack will make you a, a Noble 1,000-watt, that is the Noble preamp connected to a 1,000-watt ice power amp. It probably isn't. A, it's not a 1,000 watts full bandwidth, but it's a big, lovely-sounding head. Yeah. Um, who else makes uh, a hybrid, Scott? Who else is out there doing it? I'm sure I'm Mark looking, Bass does. I think that Mark Bass do. I think that... Gens Benz used to mm. uh, maybe Gensler now. I'm not Gensler. sure. Yeah, I'd have to look into it. But yeah, like people can people can do their homework and find out. Maybe they can. And let of course, us know. there's Ampeg. Ampeg makes hybrids um, where you've got a tube pre. Yeah, I I think here here's something. Can I tell you this? The hybrid head thing is not as important to me. As I thought it was going to be, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to get all that tube warmth out of the preamp." And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've actually really loved having a tube situation on my pedal board, like a like just a tube DI, like the yes. Noble, and then running actually into an all solid state uh, head, like like yeah. Um, yeah. an AG700, for instance, by Aguilar. That's a really good one. Um, I've ran into the Mesa stuff, the Subway stuff. I've thought that has sounded nice. Um, and so a, you just put them in front. You actually just put them in front of your amp, right? So just like yeah. a tube pedal or a tube preamp pedal, and you're yep. just going straight into that, and then into the front of your amp. And so in in like so of those, which which say those pedals again. So there's the Ampeg. Is that right? In terms of like a tube DI, yeah, out there. Okay, yeah. There's a there's the Noble, which is my favorite like tube DI clean platform. It doesn't grind. It just sounds so good. It's it's yeah. not dirty. It's a clean tube preamp. The Ampeg, which I've never played, so I don't know, but I bet it's cool. I've heard people say good things about it. That has a tube in it as well. Yeah. But, dude, dude, there's also this new thing, right, where, like, ah, there's some really good solid state stuff coming out. There's a company called Jad Freer in yes. Italy. Yeah, yeah. The Capo or Capo, I don't know, it's C-A-P-O, D-I. It, it has... um really nice fat gain stages in it so it sounds tubey if someone said oh yeah that's a tube di i'd say of yeah. course it is it sounds incredible um also like the Aguilar tone hammer that's an awesome sounding di yes, pedal yeah, yeah and that's solid state with like a gain circuit inside of it so i think that the tube thing has become more of like a talking point or like a marketing tool for a lot Got of companies it. than actually like, oh, it sounds superior. 
don't Got it. know yeah. Yeah. that a hybrid situation always sounds superior yeah. to a to a just a really excellently built solid state piece. Well, Ampeg have just recently released this this pedal called the SGT di i'll i'll read you what it says right here so i'm not spreading any misinformation it says the sgt di preamp and di pedal gives modern bassists an entire rig in a single stomp box it delivers an enhanced super grit technology trademarked overdrive circuit yeah featuring (laughs) iconic ampeg svt and b15 voices versatile three band eq now with sweepable mid circuit so it's and it's got like uh, da, 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 plus introducing the first IR loaded or loader cab simulator from. So it's got a cab simulator in there as well. Oh, so there's Choo- no tube in it. Am I right? I don't think there is. Oh God, sorry. Then I've been Choose- spreading misinformation. Have you? I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't they're think smart if there, there is. isn't because they're they're leaning on their IRs, they're leaning on their emulation stuff. Yeah, that they've done for plugins. Yeah, I don't think there's yep. a tube in it. I tell right. you what, there's a YouTube video of this guy a being. Now bear in mind that obviously um you know, obviously it's it's not moving any air because it's through the computer and listen yeah, to sure. it through YouTube. He's is a being this pedal SG the SGTDI with um, a, a B15. Oh, I yeah. could not tell the difference at really? all. Really? Nothing. Was nothing. It like a mic'd up B15? Yeah. Just going back and forth, I could not tell the difference. Wow. It was kind of, it was really surprising. Because yes. I just thought there'd be some. There was yeah. nothing. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty oh, cool. It's getting better. It's totally getting better. I mean, yeah. yeah. There is though I want to go back to the beginning. There is something about being in a room with a tube amp that is special. It's a special experience. Yeah. You know I that agree. trouser flap from the from the SVT that you love so much? Dude, I the the best gigs I've ever done from a from a a, a tone like yeah, like how pleased I've been with the yeah. with the tone and the trouser flap have all yeah. actually been SVTs. Yeah. And one one another, another one that stands out was the uh, a gig that I did with the um uh the Aguila db 750 yeah those are killing yeah but there was this one gig i can remember it, it the tone was just it was the first time i gigged with an svt it was hired yeah. in we were like in dubai somewhere and flown over to do this gig and, and i like i was like oh svt cool i've never played through one of these i can just remember like playing with the band and i was just like what is going on it was like something yeah. I'd never experienced before. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. You could just like go up on the G string at any point in the G oh, and it just yeah. was just like super fat tones. And it was just, yeah, it was just incredible. There incredible. There is something about, you know, we talked about that tube wattage, um, you know, and I don't know, I don't, I can't talk the talk, but I do know that the reason why like a tube amp, all tube amp sounds louder. Like the wattage is lower, but for some reason, God, this thing gets really loud. 300 Watts SVT, but it's louder than my thousand watt, you know, trace Elliott or whatever. The reason is because of compression. There's a compression that happens in the tubes that then when you go up high like that, it, there's something that happens where it's not accurately actually reproducing your G string. It's, it's enhancing, it's compressing and there's more bottom that comes through when you play up high. So yeah, like that is a really fun feeling when the whole range of your instrument feels bassy. You yeah, know? exactly. That you just go because <laughs> yeah. you're so used to going from the E and, it, and it, you just get less and less. You end up with the G yeah. string and it's sort of like just kind of thin and weird. Yeah. But on this thing, it just kind of like held that bass response throughout the entire oh. thing. And it was, I noticed as well, like ghost notes just kind of sort of like jumped out yeah, with, like, no, with, with, yeah, it was like somebody punching me in the back, like little yes. ghost notes with no effort. Right. It took zero. I just sort of like, it was, incredible it was it was like this weird compression yeah Yeah. it was like this weird compression that was going on yeah god damn 
Oh, man. And I mean, and it's the sealed. I've talked to you about this before, but it's also that sealed 810 is such a vibe. I mean, that is that is really incredible. Like a sealed yeah. 810 behind you. It's so tight and punchy. Yeah. And yeah. with the tube head feeding it. I have had also like two backline experiences that I think about all the time. One is with this really well-maintained um, SVT from the 60s. That oh, nice. I, like a a backline company brought out. We were outdoor. I was with Eric Hutchinson, set up 810 and this guy's, you know, prized SVT. And I played my jazz bass with flats and it was like the best bass tone I've ever had. Was it amazing? Oh, yeah, something about yeah. the amphitheater we were in and just, and the guy that brought it was like, that's the best bass tone I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can die happy, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. also I did a gig where it was a DB410, so the big Aguilar 410, just the one 410 and the 751, that new Aguilar 751, DB751. And I was like, holy shit, this is like the punchiest, most effortless bass sound I've ever had. I mean, you know, like, oh. So good, yeah. Oh, where you just, yeah, you feel like you have so much horsepower at your yeah. fingers, you hear every single thing that you're doing. I really felt that with that Aguilar rig too. Yeah, the cab stuff. really matters as well, doesn't it? Can oh, remember it's when huge. We, can remember when we were, we were AB in that bareface cab in the studio oh, here in Leeds. Dude. It was the bareface cab, and it was that versus two one by twelves, and the bareface cab literally shit all over everything it was just so good oh, man we were just shout like out to alex dude yeah. shout out to alex from bareface sent over that big twin three i believe it's a sort big twin built, three yeah yeah sort of built like a um like a studio monitor right i mean it's it's more like full range it's designed to reproduce sound you know across the spectrum really evenly has ports along the side it's really beautiful i'm looking and, you now know, to see what it's called is it the big twin two or it's the a big, big twin two well well i th i don't even know if they're on the site yet but i think it's the new version i think it's the three or maybe maybe he's still calling it the two but it, whatever, it's a redesign of his very popular Big Twin 2. So oh, maybe he still kept it a 2. Got it. But, okay. Um, or maybe still working on it. But the cabinet that he sent you. Oh, is it called is, the Super Twin? Nope. It's the B. No. It's a B. A B. Yeah, Big Twin. Or, There's the uh, big baby too. No, it's not that. It's not the baby. Maybe he's not it's good a, on the side. If anybody wants to check him out, just give Alex a shout at barefaced barefacedbase.com and say what did you send to scott and ian it is Man, incredible it's incredible <laughs> it's incredible. it's 212s i believe and then like a horn and a mid-range yeah i think it's 212 i think it has four speakers in it right the 212s a mid-range speaker and then a horn i don't know what's um, in it man it sounds outlandish it's crazy they're so cool and and they um he also makes sealed cabs he makes a sealed 410, yeah. 610, and 810. And you know how I know the 810 is super dope? Did he send Tim you Comerford. No, oh, I wish. Has he got oh, one? God. Tim Comerford plays that with Rage. Right, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the 8x10. Yeah, like the the cab that he sent us was, that's closed back. And it sounds incredible. But it's ported in the front. It has that big side vent along it the front. It has got, yeah, so it's got it a side vented. vent. Yeah. yeah, it's still vented. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, that's that is good stuff. Oh, man. I need to get that thing. I still not gigged it. I'm I'm just such a oh, that's the issue, right? Well, yeah. Like I I just I just normally take my two twelves, like two cabs. Yeah, like one like two one by twelve cabs. Because yes. they're just more doable, you know, from a sort of like yeah. you know, maneuverability perspective but yeah they don't oh, you gotta gig it yeah. and you know what dude i just went and looked and I, I just have been spreading misinformation this whole time it is called the big twin two but it's generation three oh, <laughs> so so it's it is the big, the big twin, twin two. two generation three and it is not it does not have a mid-range driver it has two 12s and a horn and a big yeah. side port handle on the back that you can roll. Alex, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry that I misrepresented your your cab earlier. It is incredible. It's an incredible cabinet. I need to get one. 
It is, yeah. It basically says, blah, 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 the punch of a Super 12, the efficiency and loudness of the Super 15, the bottom dispersion and clarity of the big twin T, plays loud with small amps, plays stupid loud with big amps, yeah. lighter and more efficient than the best 4 by 10 cabs and more bottom, much better dispersion and maximum output of an 810 stack. It is. Yes. It sounds massive. And and you know what's cool too about those um the bareface stuff is is the dispersion. So like you know that thing of when you're yeah. playing in front of your amp at a gig and you know the keyboard player off, you know, stage right is like, ah, I can't really hear the bass. And you're like, damn, it's really loud where I am. Or the drummer is like, ah, could you angle your cab so I could hear it a little better? Um the idea with the dispersion is that um even if you're side stage, you're gonna hear it. It's not as super just pointed directional. Got it. As yeah, a standard yeah. rig. So the whole stage, dude, the whole stage feels the bass. Exactly. Dude, I, like, I've, I've just been on his website here and it says, the Big Twin 2 has now been replaced by the Big Twin 3. Hey, see, there we go. I if you wrong. order a BT2, your order will be automatically upgraded to the BT3. For more details about why the BT3 is even better, click this link and then if i click the link it takes me to a page this is freaking cool that says top secret on it <laughs> i love it i love oh, it that's so funny yeah top they secret. are really great top you secret, have yeah. that you have the three i believe or you know i feel like you have the most um recent one so, whatever yeah. i've got it's badass i need to get it's out and i need to do some gigs on it i can't fit my damn car stupid stupid small car <laughs> <laughs> yours also has i think yours has the like black grill cloth am i right it does Is yeah it, yeah it looks sort it of does, like an yeah. ampeg it's so cool anyway. it's about it's badass yeah and, and then in, t in terms of my i'm just like running a i'm running a trick fish as well head at the minute 1k uh, yeah. the yep. 1k that's really nice but yeah yep, ryan sent cool. me through the other one yeah Oh, amps, dude. I could talk oh. about this stuff all day. I all know, day. I, know. I do want to apologize to anybody that sort of like wanted to come to some kind of like conclusion at the end of this conversation. But what <laughs> do I buy? Yeah. Well, we don't know because we're just trying out this stuff as well. Like if I would, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't think I would regularly gig an all, tu all tube, um, all tube head i think yeah. that as far as i go was you know tube preamp but just like you were saying i'd probably just put and in fact i've been putting in front of it i've been putting let me just grab it grab Please. it dude yeah grab it and it's not it's not a tube i don't think it is anyway it's one of these uh origin oh yeah, yeah. we talked we wanted to say talk about yeah. base rigs. the origin base rig yeah <sighs> those so are incredible they're amazing, yeah. So you can get like a nice tuby sound using this pedal. And to me, the Origin effects out of the UK makes the best compressors in the game. Cali 76s, I love them. And they make yeah. this range of bass amp simulator pedals. So they make one that's based on a uh, vintage SVT. That's the one that Scotch has held up there. It's called the SV Super Vintage. I'm and then they make both a black one. Oh yeah, you've got them both. And then they make yeah. what they call the 64 black panel or the 64 panel maybe. And that's based on like a showman uh old um Have Fender. you got them both? Yeah, I have them both. Which one did you prefer? I like the Ampeg one. I wish oh. I I wish I could say that I like the Fender one better because I feel like it, it it's the I it's did like the, the Fender one better. Do you like the Fender one better? I like the Fender one better, but it's different for different things. Like I, I haven't know. actually been with this with the stuff that I'm getting t together for the out recording the album and stuff like that. Honestly, I've not even cared. I've not even been. All I've been worried about is just like, can I play <laughs> the freaking tunes? Yeah, I'm yes. just sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah. somebody that, yeah. like anybody's like, well, what kind of what kind of amp you gonna play? I'm like, I don't it's care like, about what amp. I'm it's just like gonna try and plug like, into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when we record it, we're gonna record with all cans in the mm, yeah. in the like no amps in the control room at all. So we're yes. all gonna be in the control room, no amps at all. I'm worried about it. I'm like. Just because I'm just, yeah, like no amps in the room. Oh, it's going to be all cans. Is it going to, like, how's that going to sound? I need to talk oh, yeah. to you about this, actually, and, and see what you recommend. Because mm. I don't want it to sound shit. Like the stuff that I did with, 
like Josh Smith and Gary Novak and stuff like that. Like I had a B15 in the room. Yeah. But honestly, like it was really quiet and Gary Novak was absolutely cracking the crap out of that kit. So I just just had my cans on and it was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe a conversation for another podcast. But yeah, I am like a little concerned. (laughs) get some good isolating headphones um you know i think these that i wear i've used in the studio these are sennheiser uh hd 280s and they really go on and like and kind of suck down you're not gonna you probably don't have time to get like molded in-ears and that's i haven't got time yeah i've got i've got some great in-ears though that just sort of like yeah i've got some sure whatever they are you could try them you could try them yeah. Um, also, I will say, man, Westone makes a set of in-ears that uh, the UMX3s or something, I, th- I think like they're just three drivers. Man, I love them. They sound fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And they isolate really well. I can send you along a couple of links. I tell yeah. you, what, I think I need to just do some, do some shedding with them on. That's what yeah. I'm concerned about. I'm concerned yep. about turning up. And, mm, and having like, it be stressful, just sounding different. I'm just sort yes. of like, because yeah, like it's one thing sitting here practicing to tracks, and you know, and I've got my rig over there, and it's all yep. kind of separate. Well, what's it all going to feel like when it's pushed into my head? And I've well, got in ears on, oh, and, I can, no. and I'm playing a fretless. Am I going to oh be like, God. oh, is it going to feel a little <laughs> bit more? Am I going to be more concerned about intonation and all of that shit? So I, I need oh, to yeah. do a little bit of. Uh, yeah, shedding with with the cans on just to make sure I'm comfortable My with it. My biggest tip to you in that environment is isolation is important. So I, I think just putting on the studio, the old Sony studio cans that don't isolate, what happens then is you turn things up really loud and it just starts to get mushy. Yeah, the best thing yeah. you can do is isolate yourself from the room in terms of you're not hearing the drums, you're not hearing Gurgo just smack the crap out of Gurgo the drums kit, in the yeah. room. So yeah. whether that's a nice isolating set of cans or it's some in-ears that you feel like you put them in and you get you get that room noise reduced, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that'll really be helpful. Um, yeah. But, dude, it's – yeah, and, and I get it. You're like, you're not really thinking about pedals. You're not thinking about – you're just like, I got to play these lines, man. I got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man. Like, I've got like all of the pedals sat down here. All of them. Yeah. I've got like the, I've got a, um, envelope filter. I've got a fuzzer store. I've got the OC2. I've got the, the Pog Micro. I've got the yeah. Wawa. I've got the free. I've got like all of the pedals. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, just shedding yes. the tunes the other day. And I was like, I need to get rid of all of this out of my life. Yeah. I need yeah, to be focused sure. on these. <laughs> I've got yeah, so I've got definitely. I've got a delay pedal now. I've got like a delay pedal for when I play up up high on oh, like cool. the solo stuff. Yeah. That's yep. it. I think that that is the only pedal I'm going to take is one pedal. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like maybe one of these, I don't know. Maybe one of the, you know, yeah, whatever. I I'm bet you'll get a really nice you. DI sound that you'll really like. Yeah. yeah, bring one of those in. I don't know. I think can I give you my hot take on on the different categories for different players? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Here's my hot take. If you play in church, if you play in like modern, I get a lot of people that ask me about like worship context. What do I need for that? You don't even need an amp. Spend some money on a nice set of in-ears so that you hear yourself well. You like the sound of your bass through it. And then get a pedal board, a small board that you feel consistent about. So I don't even care what you put on it, but maybe you get a DI that you like and you just always roll with that DI. I recommend the Noble for something clean, the Jadfir Capo if you want some dirtier options. Now, if you lean amp, you're like, oh, but I want it to sound like an amp. That's when all this emulation stuff comes into play. The HX Stomp, for instance, by Line 6. The Origin bass rigs that Scott was showing. Uh, That new Ampeg uh, DI that has the super grit technology. I can't speak to that because I've never played it. But um, And also, we're not being paid. You guys, by the way, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. Yeah, we do get paid by these guys, yeah. Nobody, like, you know, Ampeg has not contacted Scott and been like, you know, please read the specs off the website. You gotta read those specs off the website. I'm like, damn, man, Ampeg is happy. Send me a right freaking <laughs> preamp, Ampeg. Hey, oh, I'm sure they would. Send me I'm a sure preamp. <laughs> the only, and then in terms of, um, 
that all applies in recording too. If you want a clean DI sound or a dirty DI sound or an ampy DI sound, all those things I mentioned yeah. works in the studio as well. Like in-ear gigs, like church stuff, pop gigs, um, or in the studio. But if you're playing live and you want an amp that is going to slay behind you, you're playing in a cover band, you're playing in a rock band, I would get something either all solid state or hybrid with a cabinet that's big enough to do the thing that you want to do, something that's reliable. Um, yeah. I mentioned the Aguilar stuff. That's the first stuff that comes to my mind. I really like that gear. Even the all-solid-state stuff, the AG700, is killing. Um, yeah. And and then if you play lower-volume gigs or you, or you have um, – like, how about this? You play lower volume gigs or you play in a studio where you want to mic up an amp, then get a cool tube amp, get a, get a B15, get that yeah. Adam Clayton AC50 where, you know, you're excited about hearing that thing in the room where it's a low, you know, you've got a residency at the jazz brunch. Oh God, get that Adam Clayton amp, bring in your B15. Just sounds awesome. But yeah. just know that one of those tubes might flame out and then there's no bass. <laughs> I'm looking on the uh, the tri have you tried the trickfish preamp as well you reminded me because you mentioned the oh, tone no, no. you know yeah. I haven't I haven't but I would I sure would is it kind of like the tone hammer is that the is that the kind of vibe probably very similar to that very yeah similar, yep, where yeah. it's got EQ options maybe a bit of grit option um yeah that's another one to check I mean there's so many out there um and then and then let me just say this if you're a player where you've got crew You've got um, maintenance options. You have a f uh, facility to bring a backup. Uh, bring your get go for it. Bring that big yeah. old SVT. I got to do a tour when I was out with Eric Hutchinson. We opened up for Kelly Clarkson. I brought my SVT. It was fucking awesome. It was beautiful oh, too. I've so got a good. white SVT rig. It was so fun. Um, did you but, wear white pants? Yeah, I did. If you not. did, man. You should just lean into it, like white pants. <laughs> YSVT. <laughs> Nobody wants to see me in white pants. Oh God! Like full BGs, full <laughs> yeah, yeah, white yeah, flares, <laughs> yes, and a white SVT. A white SVT. Oh, look at that douchebag up there in white flares and his white SVT. <laughs> Thinks he's so fancy. No, dude, um, to be like, know, look at that, look at that guy up there with his white SVT and his white flares. Look how happy he looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right. I would be pretty happy actually. Be pretty great. Uh, I will say though, it, that amp went down. Down, uh, like it broke. I had to use the opener's rig for oh, a couple man. of nights. Um, also, it was really heavy. I remember when some of the crew from the Kelly crew had to move it. They were pissed because it was so big and heavy. He's like, what's what? the opener so doing big, with this? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it it's just, oh, just know that you bring out tough, that big it? old tube rig to what you're doing. And it has a cost. It has a social impact. It has a social impact. Yes. Um, and I don't know that I'll ever do it again. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I'll really? ever like wow. regularly gig a full on tube amp in a, it was in a, a like it was a loud a moment in town. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, nah, I want something that works for me. The, the reliability is more important. It's more important for my sanity and for the bands that I play in, what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. No one gives, no one gives a shit about the difference between the 3D sound of an SVT or something more reliable like an AG700 by Aguilar. Yeah, like, yeah. and, and in some cases you may prefer that. You, you think you might want that tube amp, then you hear that big old full range Aguilar thing with all that headroom and you might be like, whoa. Wow, I'll actually, I, I, yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think I liked solid state, yeah. and now I do. I have, I've had that experience. So, so interesting, Ian. Thank you so much for sharing sharing your tube <laughs> woes with us. It's been a trip. <laughs> it's been a great uh, one. Thanks yeah, for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, and hey, and if you if you're not following us over on YouTube yet, we've got the podcast over there as well. So if you just search Scott Space Essence Podcast, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Get it going. Yeah, yeah. Take care, uh, everybody. See you in a bit. Bye. bye.